Hello, Hope Fellowship. Welcome to our podcast, Full of Hope, Encouraging One Another with the Word of God, where we seek to regularly equip the people of Hope Fellowship with truth from Scripture. I'm Jeff Brewer, one of the pastors here at Hope. Last time, we looked at Psalm 42 and Psalm 43, two psalms that are often taken together, and the way in which the psalmist speaks truth to himself when he's discouraged. We thought about how from the beginning of the psalm, how reminding our hearts that we have once been satisfied in God helps us to take our eyes off of our present circumstances and put them where our true hope resides, in God himself. This time, we're going to continue in Psalm 42 and 43 and what we need to speak to ourselves, what truth we need to speak to ourselves when we're discouraged. And here it is. self Remember specific truth about who God is and what he's done. Listen to verse 6. My soul is cast down within me. The reality is, all of us grow discouraged. The psalmist grew discouraged. It just looks different for everyone. Some are discouraged because of their circumstances. Almost all of us would feel that way at some point. Some feel discouraged because of loneliness and it makes them want to withdraw more. Some people feel discouraged because of chronic sin in their lives that keeps rearing its ugly head. Some feel discouraged because of chronic illness or pain. Some feel discouraged because of unmet expectation. And some are discouraged because of the weariness of life. Discouragement just isn't for a few people that we once knew, or a few people that once got discouraged back in the olden times. All of us grow discouraged. And how much more today in isolation in our houses? What might have been a low-level discouragement in January might now be a full-blown constant pity party in our minds. But listen to what the psalmist does. He doesn't just say, my soul is downcast, and then get sullen or irritable or weepy about it. He inserts a therefore. Therefore, I remember you. That's verse 6. We all need a mechanism that we use in our hearts that helps us insert the therefore right smack in the middle of our discouragement. And that mechanism is the Word of God. Where are we going to turn for truth? God speaks to us in His Word. I've talked before about how my sister used to help lead adventure trips out in the Pacific Northwest. And during her training at the Knowles course on Mount Rainier, she was trained how to self-arrest her fall should she start to slide down the mountain on the ice. And it's an essential technique for those who climb on ice or that they have to know how to do because it's one of the leading causes of death. So they would send her sliding down the ice with crampons on her feet and a pickaxe. And when someone's sliding, they're supposed to use to somehow flip around and use the axe to bite into the ice in such a way that it arrests their fall and it keeps them alive. We all need to have a tool in our minds that we use to slow our slide when we're discouraged and when we're downcast. That tool, it says here, is, I remember you. The only thing that's going to bite into the icy slope of discouragement is truth about who God is. You know, last time we said that we need to remember that we've once found satisfaction in God, that it has been our experience. That helps us to recognize our thirst for Him will be quenched. 
But we even need to get more specific than that. Listen to the truth about God in these Psalms. He's called the living God in verse 2. My salvation in verse 5. My God in verse 5 again. The God of my life in verse 8. My rock in verse 9. And then in Psalm 43, refuge, verse 2. You know, one Puritan once said, there is more comfort in this word, my God, than in all the words in this world. For what is God to me if he be not my God, and so make me his? But the psalmist here mixes this truth with the despair he feels at being so overwhelmed it feels like he's drowning. Read again verses 7 through 10. It's almost as if you can hear him sliding down the slope, both overwhelmed with discouragement and trying to get his ice pick to catch in the truth of God. Verses 7 and 8 says, Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. There's a picture here of waterfalls and waves which represent chaos. He feels like he's drowning, even though he recognizes that God is sovereign over his situation. Notice how he says, your breakers, your waves. God is sovereign over the good days and the bad. He is always in control. But even in the midst of this, even with that knowledge that he's sovereign, the psalmist feels like he's sinking down. But then there's a shift. You almost get whiplash turning to verse 8. By the day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. And so there's this description of chaos and water and waves, and then love and a song to the God of his life. Then back to verse 9, which is an accusation. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? He then tells of the enemies that taunt him and those who are against him. You know, you can almost see the psalmist bobbing up and down in the waves of discouragement. And every time his head comes up for air, he's saying something about God and to God. Almost with the same breath, he says, your steadfast love is great. And then he sinks down and he says, why have you forgotten me? Can you relate to this psalmist? I sure can. I feel like a wreck sometimes. I'm all over the place emotionally. I can be discouraged. And at one moment, I'm singing praise. And the next, I'm crying out to God, why doesn't he change my situation? When this is true of you, and it's true of all of us at some point, take comfort in the fact that Jesus is known as the man of sorrows. You might feel forsaken by God, but there has been another who was truly alone and who cried out to God, my God, my God, Why have you forsaken me? You might feel in deep sorrow, but there has been another who told his friends on the night of his betrayal, my soul is very sorrowful, even to the point of death. Here's the beauty of the gospel. Jesus has endured more anguish and sorrow. He's had sins laid on him, and he's experienced truly being forsaken by God so that we will not have to say that. Jesus had all of this. He experienced all of this so that we might never say, God has forgotten me or God will forget me. So that we might never say, God doesn't understand my pain. If we know forgiveness through Christ, we know by faith 
that we will see joy. We're not able to say, I'll never be happy again, or joy will always elude me, because we have an eternal hope in our Savior, which is where we'll turn next time. We'll talk about the hope that we have in the future and how that can encourage us today. Remember, Hope Fellowship, we have hope in Christ. Let's encourage ourselves with this hope by speaking truth to ourselves and by making known that hope in a struggling world.